Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. Today's podcast is to protest or not to protest, where we're going to talk about um, kind of the protests that are going on in the nation right now in regards to racial injustice and just the idea of protesting in general. So, Brother William, can you uh, start us out by telling us what are what is the purpose and what are some types of protests? Right. I think the general purpose of a protest is to fight for change or to be heard as a voice for change. I um, mean, we've heard that kind of language being thrown around, and, and I think that's helpful, right? The obvious, the, the idea is, is something needs to change. Right. Something is not right. And so we're going to take a stand against that. We're going we're gonna to protest against that uh, because ultimately we, what we want, the goal, the end goal of protest is change. There has to be change, right? And so right. I, I think that's pretty general. I, you know, obviously when you start talking about some of the different kinds, it may be hard to figure that out. But um, so, you know, one type of, of, of protest is a boycott. Yes. So you have a particular company that you don't like and you don't like what they're doing. You want to change that. And so you boycott them by, uh, you know, basically hitting them uh, where it counts, right? Hitting, right. Hitting, hitting them in the wallet, not, not buying their products, not purchasing their products. Um, and so that is a way to say, hey, look, if you don't make change, if you don't change the types of products that you're putting out or the quality of the product that you're putting out, we're no longer going to buy it, right? So that's a, that's a, that's a boycott. Uh, it's a financial, kind of try to hit them in a, in a financial way. Um, other protests uh, could include, obviously, I mean, the, the obvious one right now is kind of what we're seeing in the news. Um, I think <laughs> this is difficult because what we're seeing in the news is varied. Yes. Some of, some of those have been good, silent protests. We've seen examples of those. Yes. Uh, we've seen kind of peaceful prayer protests where uh, Christians are gathering and protesting in prayer. Uh, all the way over to the other side of the spectrum where we've seen violent protests where right. things are being thrown, you know, uh, buildings are being set on fire, uh, cars are being destroyed, businesses are being looted. Right. Um, you know, and so though <laughs> some of those, I mean, we're going to call protests. I mean, that's yes. at least the idea there. Now, um, obviously others would would lump those in with <laughs> Riots. probably the term riot. Yeah, I mean, yes. that's going to be a different different idea. But But all of those in one sense is kind of a big... Big, big ten. Or what are some other examples, maybe, of protests that I'm I'm not thinking of there? Well, you you think about to um, a recent form and one ones that kind of get a lot of pushback. You think about um, like responses during the national anthem. Okay, yes, like, good. Like kneeling during the the national anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, just um, just choosing to disobey the the law, right? Right, and it's more of a silent protest. Like mm-hmm. we're just not going to follow the rules. That's a that's a form of protest. Mm-hmm. Oh, the sit-ins, you know, sit-ins. in the civil rights. I mean, that was um, civil disobedience, right? Kind of, um, we're you know we're you know uh, black Americans were saying, hey, look, we're not welcome at this counter, and so we're going to sit here until we get served, you know. And that was, I mean, that was a way to protest, um, right? You know. And um, 
Think Again, about like petitions, even like mm-hmm. even uh, like petition petition drives to try to get yes. politicians get as to, many get as many signatures yeah. as you can get. That's kind of a form of protest. So all of those are kind of ways, different ways, of course, to go about bringing change. Uh, you see something is wrong. You see something is uh, a policy is wrong. A product is wrong. A belief is wrong. Whatever it is, a law is wrong, and and so you want to try to seek change. Uh, therefore, you find a way to protest. Yes. Um, at times, <laughs> at times it seems maybe even certain protests don't fit the the type of change. Right. Uh, sometimes that has been something that's been brought up a lot. That's I, I hear that a lot with the kneeling during the anthem. Right. It's yes. That's the wrong. That's the wrong way to do wrong that. It's the wrong to time it. to do that. It's mm-hmm. you know you you're communi- You're not communicating clearly. You know. I mean, all those types of things have been said about um, that and. And so those are all kind of issues you need to think through, we have to think through when we're thinking about uh, protests. Before we kind of jump to some of those things, give me just a brief, we have just a brief kind of history of protest uh, in America. So there, there's been several protests in America, so we won't go over all of them, of course. Yeah, just give some examples. Um, but I would say when we think about protests, we can think about things that led to the even the birth of our nation. So let's talk about like the Boston Tea Party. Uh, the British, yes. you know, tax the American colonies, and they don't like these tax on on tea and other other products. And so uh, they dress some of them dress up as Native Americans, and they get on this boat and they dump the tea into the Boston Harbor. Yeah. Now, now let me stop you there just for a second. Explain more. Talk more about dressing up like Native Americans. Yeah. Because that seemed to be left out in. When I now granted, that was a long time ago when I was actually taught right. about the Boston Tea Party, but I don't remember the being dre- the dressing up like Native Americans. Yeah, that was part. actually a, a, an important detail of the Boston Tea Party is that you're trying to disguise yourself and trying to, mm. if you get if you get caught or if somebody says, "Hey, we saw somebody dumping tea in the harbor," right? Who you they can say blame. it was Native Americans, yes. and you can avoid some of the pushback. Yes. that came with that. Not a very brave protest. Not a very brave protest okay. at all. Right. Uh, so you have like Boston Tea Party. You have things like uh, the Gatsby Affair, which was uh, the burning of a British boat. You have um, you had a boycott within this period of time where um, you had like bootlegging of tea. Yes. to, to try to. Right. To, to try to get different tea in that wasn't from Britain that had the high tax on it. Mm. You had uh, the Boston Massacre, which mm. was kind of one of the really the lightning rods that led to the Revolutionary War. Uh, the Boston Massacre happened in response to uh, a violent protest. It was right. it was um, the colonists throwing rocks at British soldiers and the soldiers shooting back and mm. um, killing Actually, Christmas Addicts, you remember Christmas Addicts? You know, Mm -hmm. black man killed, uh, first death in the Revolutionary War, they would say. um, That was the Boston Massacre. That was a form of protest. And then we, the next set of protests that we would know a whole bunch about is during the Civil Rights Movement. Of course, um, Where you have Dr. King and and other, and his allies um, doing different forms of protest. You had the Birmingham, Birmingham bus boycott. Mm-hmm. where they um, had the policy of black people have to sit in the back of the bus and they had to give up their seat to white white people. Mm-hmm. And so they organized a boycott uh, for over a year. 
right? Uh, not ride, right, not riding that bus line, um, mm. so they can be hurt in their pockets, right? Yep. And so, and then you had other marches. You had sit-ins that we talked about earlier. Marches mm-hmm. to, and, and the the goal of these were to bring bring awareness to the mm-hmm. discrimination that blacks were facing in the South, so that the majority culture would would sympathize and actually join in with them. But you also had other forms of protest during this time. You had um, Malcolm X, who would say right. during that time that by any means necessary, like Dr. Mm-hmm. King was saying, nonviolent civil disobedience. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X would say by by any means necessary that mm-hmm. we're going to get we're going to try to get this done. And as you see, um, people like Malcolm X and like Dr. King and like um, Robert Kennedy even during this time, as they're being assassinated, you start to see more violence. You start to see protests mixed in with riots and those things start to happen and and i think that's a lot of what we're seeing today is or a lot of what's being depicted today not necessarily a lot of what we see today is that you have a super majority of protests that are peaceful but because you have some that are very violent right Mm. and taking over property and destroying property uh that gets a lot of attention in the news so how how would you say we should react to the protest and the violence and destruction that we see today? Well, I think, I think first, and this is kind of why we've <laughs> belabored our definitions and belabored kind of our examples, is I think we have to be able to discern the difference between a peaceful protest that's seeking change and seeking it in a right way versus violence, which essentially could be called a, a riot, right? Yes. And that, you, you, we have to be able to think through those and see that, hey, that maybe that's not necessary, right? The violence is, is, is unnecessary. Um, and, and so I, I, think, I think one of the, one of the things that I see breaking down uh, so often in, um, with, with, with our responses to protesting is we're, we're, we're just not good at thinking through the issues. Yes. And so we want to say every, you know, we see, we see buildings on fire, um, and we see, you know, people throwing bricks and throwing stuff through people's businesses, and 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 for you know, for for most Christians, we're going to look at that and say that's terrible. Like that is pointless. It's not accomplishing anything. Therefore, which is in one sense is true, right? Therefore, all protest is awful. Right. All protest is wrong. Everybody's in the street. That's all they're trying to accomplish. That's all they're trying to do. And I mean, one that ignores the history. That we've just talked about, yes, and it it fails to see that there are there are different types of protests. There are different types of approaches. Not every not everything is the same, um, and so I, I think again we, we have to be able to think through. I mean, um, people are re- Christians are regularly protesting abortion in this country. Yes, and I support that. Amen. Right. I mean that <laughs> there there is a there's a that's a right thing to to protest about. Yes. Uh, we want to see change. We 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 want to see Roe Roe v. Wade overturned. I mean, those are things we we want to protest. Um, but we've also seen some of those Christian protests or quote unquote Christian protests turn violent. People tearing down uh, abortion centers or or burning abortion centers or bombing abortion. And and I think we have to say, whoa, 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 whoa! That that's obviously that's that's gone too, gone far. too far. That's turned into something else. Um, and so I, I think I think we have to have the wisdom and the discernment to be able to 
approach this issue and not and not just lump everything into these kind of big categories. Yes. So what would you add as far as ways to kind of respond to protest? I would say when when we are responding to to protest, I think it's important for us to to not look necessarily at the means without looking at the message. Mm. I think this happens a lot when we're talking about uh, the anthem, yeah. whether, whether okay. or not you should stand or kneel for the anthem. And because that is so provocative, right. because not standing for the anthem is so provocative, we, we look at the, the method and we say, we can't hear what the message is because mm. the method is so provocative right. that the, the the point of a protest is to pro- provoke it yeah. is to provoke thought it is mm-hmm. to provoke action and so many times protests are going to be inconvenient that mm. doesn't mean they're violent right they're going to be inconvenient sometimes highways are going to be blocked and and roads are going to be blocked and and that the purpose of that is to provoke not necessarily that I agree with some of those methods right but that those are not necessarily violent they're just inconvenient to what you're normally used to hmm. when it comes to violence and in protests and riots i don't think there's very many people who would agree that violence within protests are productive. Right, it's actually like, helpful. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that, because like, a lot of people will say, well, wh- why aren't, you know, people who support Black Lives Matter not speaking against the rioting and the looting that's going on with those protests? And I would say that we, we I mean, it's obvious that that's wrong. Right. <laughs> like, there's not, yeah. there's not a group that says that that's okay. Hmm. And, and I think we have to avoid uh, hypocrisy when it comes to to how we respond as well. Mm. Like we can't lump all protests into this violent um, pile mm. because we see some um, violence during the protest. Right. Just like we shouldn't lump all policemen as bad. Right. Because there are some who operate bad. And I would say that goes in both directions. Yeah, it's helpful. Uh, If you don't want to um, have yourself identified with the the worst in your group, um, Mm. then don't do that with other people as well. Yeah, that's good. I would say also when it comes to, to violence and hypocrisy is that if you're going to be against violent protests now, Make sure you've been against them always. Like you have mm. to, if, if violent protests are sinful now, then they were sinful at the beginning of our nation. Right. You, you, you can't determine, okay, well, these are violent, and what these are violent and these are okay. Right. Like, no, if, if violent protests are wrong, then they should be wrong in all cases, especially when you're dressing up as other as people a, as another ethnic group yeah, to avoid right. um, mm, being yeah. caught and avoid the consequences of right. <laughs> the consequences of actually doing your protest. Mm. So we, uh, we just really have to condemn the violence. We, the violence is wrong. I would say in those, in those protests, mm. but I will also say that we have to be, be clear about be, be intentional about hearing the message and be intentional about avoiding being hypocrites mm. when we, when we're viewing um, those protests. Yeah, I, I think, you know, going back to uh, what you said about 
making sure we're, we're getting our message across. I, I think that's that's something that as Christians, now I, I don't necessarily expect the broader world to do this because that, that's not always going to happen, right. you know? But as Christians, I think in our protesting, right, we need to be very clear about this is what we're about, you know, this yes. is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, you yes. know? Um, this is what we support. This is what we want to see. This is, these are the changes we'd like to see made. You, you know, yes. um, and and so I think, but even in that, right? Even in that, you have Christian protests kind of spiraling into weird directions. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, and kind of going in crazy <laughs> things. And so, if that's going to happen, even among Christians, people professing faith in Christ and holding to the Bible and those types of things. And surely we're, we we have to know we're going to see that in in the broader culture. Yes, there there are going to be things that are going to be hijacked. There are going to be you know messages that are going to be unclear. Um, I mean, particularly I think kneeling for uh, the you know kneeling during the anthem just kind of blew up into this thing that I'm not even sure Colin Kaepernick in, intended. Right? right. I mean, I, I think he was just. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? And he's just saying, look, I. I, I think there's police violence. I think there's uh, racism in our country that needs to be addressed. Yes. Right? I mean, of course. I mean, I agree with that. Like, mm-hmm. I agree with, you know, that. Right. Um, and I think a good majority of people would agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's just that when he started kneeling during the anthem, all they saw was disrespecting the country, yeah. disrespecting the truth. The truth. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. people who have died for the country and given their lives. And so I think in that particular case, um, because he wasn't always clear, I think later he he got he was uh, more clear. I should be careful how much I say there, but um, I I think the lack of clarity um, actually harmed the protest. Yes. Now, I think I could you know I'm sure others could could argue against me and say mm-hmm. yeah the lack of clarity actually helped it because it garnered all this interest and blew up right. and whatever. But I think the message got lost in it. I think uh, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's something we have to. Yes. As Christians, we we're not just trying. I mean, yes, we want to protest because we want change, but I think we, I do think we have a responsibility to be clear. Like we yes. have a we clarity is important uh, when we're marching against abortion, right? We we want to be clear what what we want, what we think is right, um, why we're doing this, um, why you know what we support, what we don't support. I mean, those. Those things need to be as clear as we can possibly make those things. Yes. So that the message doesn't get lost in the protest. Amen. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Okay. Um, what are maybe some biblical responses, biblical examples? Like, how, what is, how does the Bible deal with uh, the idea of a protest? So let's just go to, like, the overarching theme kind of in the New Testament of— we are required to submit to our governing authorities, right? Right. We are required. We're we're told in Romans 13, Jesus tells us to give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Uh, First Peter deals with it in in different ways as well. Uh, We are to submit to our governing authorities, but it's necessary for us to, to respond, to protest um, when the government um, infringes upon our um, ability to to do what God has told us to do. Right. When when they pass laws that are against God's will or, or enforce policies that are against God's will, then it's important for us to to um, protest those things. And those protests can look different ways. And and we've 
we've seen different examples of that in in the Bible in Acts five. Uh, right. The apostles are brought before the the Jerusalem count, uh, what Jerusalem leaders, the religious yes. leaders at that mm-hmm. point in time, right. and they're told to not preach in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. and they say we must obey God rather than men, and that's a form of protest. We're going, we're not right. going to follow your rules, we're not going to follow your laws, and we're going to deal with the consequences. That's right. We're going to accept the consequences. Right. We're not going to go around marching and and <laughs> and saying right. how unjust your laws are. Right. But we are going to. Uh, we're 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 not going to listen to it. And right. we are going to continue to preach in the name of Jesus. We see in Daniel six where uh, uh, the the uh, shady guys they pat they try to get the king to pass this law that Daniel's not supposed to like nobody's supposed to pray to anybody except the king, right? Mm. And and so Daniel is he always prays to God to the one true God, right? And so Daniel knows the law has been passed, but because he understands that he is supposed to pray to God. He continues to pray to God Mm. and he deals with the consequences of that, of that law of protesting that law. And he's thrown in with the lion's dens. And if you've been in any Sunday school, you know, the result right (laughs) of that story, right? He survives. (laughs) He he survives. uh, Gave it away. Right. But, but one principle I I think I want to um, draw out a little bit more is that we have to make sure that what we are protesting is actually um, against God's will. Yes. So when, when we think about even the, the beginning of our nation, is it against God's will to pay taxes, mm, brother. Right? Is yes. it against God's will to pay taxes? Well, I just said Jesus told us to give to Caesar what is Caesar's, mm-hmm. and when you think about who Jesus was talking to during this time, the Roman Empire, who was very right. shady in the way that they um, taxed I, the people. I, I do know some some of our good close brothers who would probably want me to say at this point, taxation is theft. Yeah. Just yeah. for the record, I, I need think to we get know. that on. <laughs> yeah. need to get right. that out there. That taxation there are those who may very well be theft. Believe I would, that. I would probably to lean towards that when okay. I'm being taxed right. myself. Yes. But we can't deny they what have the, the Word of God says. Yes. They have that authority. It's, Jesus said it. Romans 13 even says it. This is why right. you pay taxes. Hmm. And so is it unbiblical for the British government to tax the American colonies? No, that's mm-hmm. not unbiblical. So is that protest valid? I would say no in, right. in that situation. And so we have to really ask that question. And we also have to ask the question, like, is our protest necessary? Mm-hmm. Like, are, have we taken the, 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 pro, the proper steps to have dialogue before we jump to protest. Uh, that's good. Like we, when you think about like church discipline, like right. you, you don't jump immediately to excommunication. <laughs> kick, right. right. We're going to yeah. kick you out of the church because you did this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there are steps that you take in, in order to make sure that you're not just being, uh, you know, evil in regard right. or hateful in regards to it. Yeah. Like there, there's dialogue that is supposed to happen. There's confrontation that is supposed to have peaceful confrontation. Yes. That is supposed to happen prior to that. And so for for us to jump to like an incident happens and we immediately jump to protest and violence and things mm-hmm. of that nature, then that's unhelpful. Like, how do you know that you weren't able to accomplish your goals just by sitting down and having a conversation with that group right. of people? Or, or having a conversation with your representative or having a conversation, you know, with or writing a letter or, or some other form sure. than than doing what you've done. 
that that would be my my response as far as biblically. What would you add to that, brother? Well, I um I think probably a passage we need to at least discuss. Uh, you know, one of the passages that's often brought up when we're talking about protests is Jesus in the temple. Yes, when he's clearing the temple and throwing out the tax collectors and 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 um. And you know, and people are saying, "Look, Jesus is destroying property." Yes, he's turning over tables. He's you know, right. he's he's destroying business. He's destroying income. He's whooping people. He's whipping. That's right. <laughs> yeah, whooping, whipping. How, right, whooping um, in the black whooping. community. It's whooping. <laughs> that's right. I think it's that in the South too. From where I when whooping. I grew up, I, that's what they said to me too. Right. right? So, um, <laughs> but like, is that? I mean, I think people have used that passage as a justification for even violent protests, or, right. or at least destruction of property type protests. Yeah. I would say that that situation is incredibly unique, because on the surface, it looks like you have someone that's under the authority of the system being Jesus, mm-hmm. and the religious, the religious leaders are in control. And so it looks like Jesus comes in as somebody who who may be oppressed or trying to help those who are being oppressed. And he comes in and clears the temple. But we know that's not the case with Jesus. Right. Like Jesus is actually the authority. Yes. Right. And as he's cleaning the temple, he's saying that you're, you've turned my father's house mm-hmm. into a den of robbers. Right. And it's right. supposed to be a house of prayer. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus is saying, this is my father's house. I am his son. I am the one. I have authority to right. get you out of here. Yeah. And so that's different than a protest. Generally in a protest, you're dealing with people who are being oppressed, who don't mm-hmm. have any authority, trying mm-hmm. to get the people in authority to listen. Right. But that's not what's going on, I don't yeah. see, when it comes to Jesus in the temple. Yeah, I, I think that's a good, that's helpful, right? I mean, Jesus has the authority. Normally when we talk about protests, we're talking about Speaking up for those who don't have authority, right? Who are not in authority, yes. right? trying to trying to make change in a different a different way. Jesus had the authority to say, "This is not how my Father's temple is to be used." Right, right. And so that's a different that's a different, different dynamic scenario. going so, on there. Uh, good, that's helpful. So, um, any other thoughts there on um, uh, the biblical responses? That kind of wraps that up. So let's let's uh, look at uh, what is the our diversity. And fellowship resource. What's a resource for diversity that you would recommend that maybe could help think through uh, this discussion of uh, protest? All right. The resource for today, um, a pastor named Ed Stetzer, he did a series called Race, Gospel, and Justice um, surrounding when the protest about George Floyd uh, death and police custody came out. He started a series to kind of um, talk about the Christian response to these things. And he did an interview with Esau McCauley, who's actually a, another brother in Christ, another pastor. And and this is actually part four of this series. We'll put a link to okay. it in our, in our uh, podcast notes yep. so that you can have access to it. But it's a really good um, response to how we should think about protest and riots in, in a biblical manner. Great. Right. Good deal. All right. Crazy question. Crazy question for the day is, brother. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Am I ready? No. No. <laughs> Wait. What is the craziest thing that you wanted to protest and support? Okay. So I gotta we gotta do one of each, right? A protest yeah, and protest support. Protest and support. So um 
for this is I'm going to dedicate this um, protest to my wife, who yes. is a writer and, a, and an avid reader. And we would like to formally uh, lodge a protest against all endnotes yes. in books. Um, I have heard other authors and other readers say that this is ridiculous. Needs and to so be done. I don't know what we need to do to bring about change, but the change needs to come. Yes. It, with, there is absolutely zero reasons to put valuable information <laughs> like that would come in a footnote at the end of the book, completely right. separate from the place that it's actually noted in the book. Do we talk to the editors or do we talk about to the publishers? I have Who do no we idea. talk to about this? I have I I mean I don't know. I should know, right? right. My wife has actually published books, but, but um, she knows better though. That's she, the thing. Yeah. So well, yeah. Um anyway, so I that is that is my I think that's my my protest. I want to protest against I just want that to be formal. I want to get that out there. We'll figure out how to uh, make it happen in the days to come. Um my what what do you want to pro we'll do your protest what do you want to protest my my thing that i wanted to protest back when i was uh first starting to drive on on the interstate they used to have the traffic cones that you know kind of shut down different lanes and and today they're really skinny but back in my day those things were huge yes and i would look at those things and i would be like that is so unnecessary it's so (laughs) unnecessary to have these huge orange cones and you could just make them smaller and you didn't have to have like 500 out there to block like a a a half mile stretch of road (laughs) i I, want to write somebody about like this is the reason why we don't have good roads is because you're spending too much money (laughs) on the hazard uh, on on the traffic cones man oh my goodness so you're driving down the road thinking like i'm gonna write my senator i'm gonna write i'm gonna write somebody department of transportation right because these are too big and there's too many out here you wasted money. We could have better roads yes. if you didn't spend so much money. Well, and the good things. news is, is that even though you never did actually write a letter, I never wrote a letter, but the change happened. It happened That's because wonderful. everybody yes. knows that that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that gives me hope for the end note change, yes. right? Yes. Eventually, there will everybody be knows. no publisher will ever publish a book. There will be somebody who takes up that cost. That's going to do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, what is the uh, so the next part of the question is. Craziest thing to support. Craziest thing that you wanted to support. So uh, mine is, my wife, this is kind of a joke in uh, my house, but um, there's a company called Mazetto. And mm. I, I believe they're in Napa Valley, California, right? Yes. And they produce a line of like peppers. Uh, we always buy their jalapeno pepper. We have big old jars of jalapeno peppers. That's that's what we buy from them. But they make all kinds of different peppers and different things. You can get them at all your wonderful local grocery stores, um, but they have the absolutely best, and I, I think, I mean, we would call it juice, right? Yeah. But brine, what, whatever it is that... <laughs> That soaks up in, that is in the in the pepper. It is so good that I have literally thought about. I actually joked about it with my wife, like tagging them in a tweet, uh, writing them a letter because I just want to thank them. I just want to say to them, right. you guys have nailed this. Yes, it cannot be improved upon. There will never be a pepper that is in a better brine that is that tastes better than what your company has done. Congratulations, yes. you are. I got. And I feel like they're probably underappreciated, Kenny. Like, I, probably you know, so. They're just doing their best out there making peppers. Right. And they need customers they, like me they to need say. need you to give a shout out, man. Yeah. So that yeah. that's um, that's that's my opposite of protest, my support yeah. for Mazzetto. So what company thing, what, what do you want to support? You know, this goes out to all the parents who have to put together their kids' gifts for Christmas. 
<laughs> so my son, he's uh, 21 now, about to be 22. But when he was a toddler, he loved Hot Wheels. He yes, loved the racetracks and, and all the Hot Wheels. And so we, I mean, he probably had like five or six over the years. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I appreciate companies who have very clear and good instructions. They are so rare. How to put, it's so rare, man. So rare. Like fathers understand this. Like parents yes. understand that. If you get some horrible instructions and the pieces don't go together right, it just you, ruins. You done ruin Christmas. Everything. You just messed up Christmas. You ruin Christmas with right. your terrible instructions. The Hot Wheels had the game on lock, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, they had the instructions good. That the, oh, man, they had the, the tracks went together nicely. Yes. Like I don't know if this is still true, but back in the day, man, I'm telling you, it was on. The game was on lock. And I wanted to always let Hot Wheels know, All right. thank you for doing such a great job. So they are not our official sponsors, but we want to send a great <laughs> nod out to Mazetto and uh, the Hot Wheels companies. Right. yes. Because they have made our lives better and richer. Um, yes. So thanks for listening in. Uh, we hope that's uh, been encouragement to you. And uh, just uh, if you have any uh, questions or anything, just uh, uh, shoot us a note. And uh, can't wait to see you next week. All right. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.